Hey, it's Michael, and this is the Kintsugi Podcast. I'll be back in a minute with today's conversation about resilience. But first, if you're interested in creating a better life, having a better career, please visit kintsugipodcast.com and grab your free workbook on how to have a better life. In it, you'll discover tips and routines so you can find the energy for the things and the people who matter most so you can create a better tomorrow and create the life and career you desire. I recorded this conversation about resilience after going to a female leadership conference in San Diego, and I was attending a workshop on imposter syndrome. And the speaker shared that it just happens to women. And ooh, I disagree. It happens to us guys as well, maybe a little bit differently. It's also happened to me. This conversation about resilience is about how to deal with imposter syndrome and dance with it differently when it pays you a visit, just like it paid me a visit several times throughout my career. I hope you like it. If you have a question about today's conversation or really anything else, please visit kintsugipodcast.com and leave a question and I will try to answer it on a future conversation about resilience. Hey there, it's Michael. Well, today you're going to discover how to overcome those not so pleasant emotions of worry and anxiety, especially when you think you haven't earned your success, or maybe it's just a moment where you feel like a fake or a fraud. Today, we're going to dive into imposter syndrome. So if you've been there, if you've ever felt worried that you're not going to be successful because you're trying on something new, or you believe that people are going to find out that you don't have the necessary skill or game to perform at the next level, or maybe it's just that meeting where you feel like everyone around the table is smarter about the topic than you are, well, let me know below in the comment section because you are not alone. It's happened to almost everyone. In fact, 70% of the population has dealt with imposter syndrome, including the great Tom Hanks. Yes, even Mr. Rogers, or at least the guy playing Mr. Rogers, has suffered from imposter syndrome. And here's the weird thing about it. It usually happens after we've reached a new level. Like if when we go from high school to college or a new promotion or a new job or just a new challenge, it impacts everyone from new employees to senior executives women and men alike, although we do deal with it differently. And it's happened to me a couple of times. And the first time it happened, I didn't know what to call it. I didn't have the label of imposter syndrome, but I knew what I was feeling, those feelings of worry and anxiety and fear. Well, they didn't feel so good. And if it's happened to you, you know how true that is. And if you've dealt with imposter syndrome, let me know below by just clicking or hitting the like button, grab your coffee and get ready for five proven tips that will help you conquer that bad moment, that moment of worry, so it doesn't turn into something bigger, like a bad day or even longer. So here's tip number one, breathe. We like to call it grabbing a PBR, as in pause, breathe, and reflect. When we have imposter syndrome on board, everything is swirling up here, like a hamster on its wheel. So it's important to slow down and reconnecting with our breath helps us gain awareness as to why this is happening, what's triggering us. It also leads to acceptance that this is a natural part about being alive, and then you can take the action. And the first action is tip number two, create your kick-ass list. This is your list of all the kick-ass moments in your life and your career. So take a few minutes today just to write those down all the great accomplishments that you've had, 
because this list will help you remember your strength. It will also help quiet that imposter syndrome narrative when it's present. Tip number three, well, it's all about your Peloton. Now, if you don't know what a Peloton is, no worries. It's a group of cyclists in a bike race, and I use it as a metaphor for your tribe. In essence, especially today, because life and career are not solo projects, we need to be riding and hanging with the right people. Having the right people in your Peloton riding alongside of them, well, this is key because they can help shift your perspective. They can help you see the awesome sauce within you when your imposter syndrome is present. Now, tip number four is something I just love to do. I use it actually all the time, even when imposter syndrome isn't present. I go for small wins. So every time imposter syndrome does show up, I breathe, I review my kick-ass list, I talk to someone in my Peloton, and then I get busy trying to find small wins to gain momentum, because I know those small wins will lead to bigger wins. And when that happens, the conversation that I have with myself or the conversation that you'll have with yourself starts to change. And that conversation you have with yourself is the most important conversation you have every day. Tip number five, well, it's all about gratitude. I like to think gratitude has contributed to 80% of my success over my lifetime. So gratitude can help us appreciate the challenge in front of us because usually imposter syndrome strikes when we've reached a new level, but it can also help us see what's working in our lives, our strength from the outside and inside. So we can use that to perform at the next higher level. So there you have it, five tips that will ease the intensity and shorten the duration of imposter syndrome so that bad moment of worry or fear or anxiety doesn't turn into a bad day. And hey, let's be honest, if I can do it, you can do it as well. Thanks for listening. And I will be back in a minute to answer this week's conversation about resilience. But first, if you wish to strengthen your leadership skills, create the life and career you truly desire, as well as preventing those bad moments that we all have, from turning into a bad day, then check out my Leadership Academy. I built it for those leaders who are hungry for more, they wish to create a better tomorrow, but they don't have access to an executive coach or a mentor who is in their corner with them. So you can go to kintsugipodcast.com to find the link to our Paceline Leadership Academy and discover how you can create a better life and a better career. This week's question comes in from Dana. How do you know which fear to dance with? Isn't some fear necessary so we don't take it on and do foolish things? Thanks, Dana, for your question. Absolutely, you are right. Fear is necessary. It helps us to avoid unreasonable risk. It keeps us alive if you want to look at it that way. For me, I use my values, skill, and knowledge as guide. For example, Free climbing up the face of a mountain doesn't fit into any one of my values, certainly not the top five, and I don't have the skill for it. So if adrenaline and adventure were part of my core, my core values, I might do it. But since it doesn't, or those don't, then I avoid rock climbing altogether. But getting on a big stage, maybe bigger than normal, so I can share my story and my message, well, even though I might be anxious, I might have some fear, some nerves, I do it anyway because I know I have my skill to do that. It also fits the value that I have about giving. So I hope this helps. And let me know if I can help you dance with your fear a little bit differently. 
Thanks again for listening and being part of my Peloton. If you haven't already, please subscribe and share this with someone in your Peloton. And until our next conversation about resilience, have fun storming the castle.